Hello, good people. This is Donald Wells of Wells CPA with another episode of a different type of bean counter. This one is technical, uh, so I want you to know up front. I've been talking to a few clients about a new uh, accounting pronouncement that has come out and is effective for, um, as you can hear me turning pages, I have it in front of me so that I make sure I get all of the dates and times correct. It is effective for the years beginning after June 15th. 2021 uh, shall be effective for the not-for-profit entity with annual periods beginning after June 15, 2021. Okay, so what does that mean? That means June 30, 2022 year ends. This standard is effective. Um, when this first hit the street, I was concerned that this was a massive change. Um, as I've read it and as I've studied it, I'm not quite as concerned. Um, I think that for many of uh, our not-for-profit organizations, uh, we will have just a little more disclosure and a different terminology that we use. So uh, we're going to jump into this. And again, I'm going to read, because this is technical, so I'm going to read some of it to you and then hopefully add uh, some, uh, some color commentary. What I'm looking at is ASU 2020-07. It was uh, issued in September of 2020. The name of it is Presentation and Disclosure by not-for-profit entities for contributed non-financial assets. Okay, what in the world are contributed non-financial assets? In a lot of cases, we have typically called that in-kind contributions. Uh, this includes building equipment, food, clothing, anything that is non-financial that you receive as a contribution. I've gone through the literature and I believe that the requirement that it would be something that you would purchase um, had it not been contributed still applies to whether or not you need to do any of what we're going to talk about. Um, I'm still researching that. I encourage you to research that. I encourage you and your boards to talk about this a little bit. But I want to get into what the changes are. Oh, before I do that, so many of my clients have been asking me, Don, why this change? And I, I want to read it to you. Uh, BDO has a nice little article that talks about some of the details behind uh, the change. But uh, the FASB Financial Accounting Standards Board is issuing this update to improve general accepted accounting principles by increasing the transparency of contributed non-financial assets for not-for-profits ent entities through enhancements to presentation and disclosures. So what, what they're after in this is that there are some organizations that might in receive uh, contributed non-financial assets and don't put them anywhere on their financial statements. Uh, there might be other organizations that receive 
uh, contributed non-financial assets and show them as contributions along with cash contributions. And then there still might be a third group of organizations that will receive these contributions of you know, time or space or building or food, and they show it in a line item called in-kind contributions. So in the industry, we take one transaction and it truly might be shown three different ways. So what the standard is trying to do is trying to pull us all together so that we show it one way so that we have a good comparison from organization to organization. Uh, First and foremost, what the standard is doing, as I can tell, is that if you had traditionally used the terminology in-kind contributions or in-kind revenue, uh, you probably want to consider making the change to using the terminology contributed non-financial assets in in your trial balance and in your financial statements. That's an easy change. That's, that's not that big of a deal. We just need to change that terminology. If you have not been doing uh, or tracking in-kind contributions, you'll want to start to do so. And you'll want to use the uh, contributed non-financial asset type label uh, because that's the label that the standard is saying that they want to see uh, used in financial statements. Again, that's not a big change. We're just changing terminology here. Uh, Disclosures now. So when we move to disclosures in the financial statements, that amount that we have now broken out as contributed non-financial assets needs to have some meat and potatoes behind it in the disclosures, in the footnote disclosures. Again, if you've been using in-kind contributions, and you've been separating it out on your financial statements, you probably have a disclosure in your uh, report, in your audit report, and you just need to look at it to see if it's sufficient uh, under the current standard. Um, Here's what the current standard is really going to ask you for. It's gonna ask you whether you monetize or, uh, or use the contribution. For instance, let's say that you were donated a building and you sold it immediately. Well, your contribution is the building. It's going to want some details behind you selling the building. What's your policy as an organization that you, uh, how do you handle these non-contributed assets, Um, especially if they're things that are unusual, securities, for instance. because I know that most people will count the, a security contribution as an actual contribution and not a contribution of non-financial assets. So what's your policy? Most people have a policy to sell that immediately. So hopefully uh, you have that written so that you can now disclose your policy behind how you monetize and or use uh, the uh, non financial contributed assets. You'll need to disclose whether or not there's any donor restriction on that contribution. In most cases, most of my clients, I very rarely do I see a uh, contribution of non-financial nature that has a uh, restriction on it, but you may. 
Uh, I, I can imagine in a college or a, um, eh, probably not a college, but an organization is gifted a building and the donor that's gifting it to them will say, I want you to use this for the next 30 years for your operating purposes. Well, that they put a restriction on it, right? You can't sell it. So that type of restriction needs to be disclosed in the financial statements. Finally, uh, you need to disclose the valuation method that you use in order to come up with uh, a dollar amount. Um, you know, usually, if there's a non-financial uh, non contribution, the donor will have something. For instance, if someone's bringing uh, food to a food pantry and they're making that donation, uh, the food pantry will either be able to weigh that and cost it out. Uh, the donor may even bring the receipt for how much money they spent. Uh, so you'll need some method uh, of valuing that contribution. Um, so again, it's not a huge, massive change, I don't think. Uh, not as massive as I thought it was at the beginning. Uh, so I want to um, I want to make that clear. Uh, the ASU has different reporting formats. Nothing that I find from looking at my client and talking to my client that to be that drastic of a change. Um, here's the part of it that is interesting and different for me. And I'm going to read this uh, section to you. An entity that receives contributed services shall describe the program or activities for which those services were used. Well, that's in your footnote disclosure. You know, we received uh, a donation of uh, legal services and it was for this program purpose. Uh, that, that's easy. Uh, you want to include the nature and extent of the contributed services received for the period um, and the amount recognized as revenue. So again, that's, that's pretty standard, especially if you've been using the in-kind terminology on your financial statements. The next part, and they say entities are encouraged to disclose. I love that. You're encouraged to disclose fair value of contributed services received, but not recognized as revenue if it is practical. So what does that mean? Let's say that you have volunteers that come in and read at an after-school program. You're probably not recognizing that on your financial statements as an actual revenue, but it is a contributed services. So they're encouraging you to uh, determine a fair value of that and then to disclose the nature and extent the services received um, were used or added value to the organization. Here's what they say word for word. The nature and extent of contributed services received can be described by non-monetary information, such as the number and trend of donated hours received or service outputs performed by volunteer efforts or other monetary information, such as dollar amount of contrib contributions raised by volunteers. So what does that mean? Let's go back to the example of 
you have volunteers to come in and read at an after-school program. They're going to encourage you to talk about, okay? We had 20,000 hours that were volunteered to read to our students in this program. Okay? That, that could be the disclosure. Um, or you could say we had volunteers who generated contributions of X through our fundraising efforts. Uh, and this might be where you start to uh, get into, because the question that I continue to get is, hey, Don, does the board count? And I think that once we start talking about volunteering to raise money, um, I think that the board would be counted if they raise money. Now, this is not a required disclosure. This is an encouraged disclosure. Uh, and I'm sure that in a year or so, we will find out exactly what the FASB means by encouraging us to do it. But I think in that case, let's say that you had uh, tremendous fundraising efforts by your board and you wanted to recognize it, then you might have a disclosure, not a dollar amount on your financial statements, but a disclosure that says, hey, throughout the year, we had... 500 hours committed to fundraising efforts that raise uh, $300,000 for the organization through cash contributions. So that might be a disclosure that you consider adding to your financial statement. So that's the part of it. This encourage part is, is the most difficult part to me. And I think that as an organization, you probably want to look at that hard and say, okay, does that differentiate us from other organizations? Also, we know that the Form 990 requires you to disclose the number of volunteers you had. So I'm hoping that that number and if you follow through on the encouragement of this disclosure, that disclosure, there's some type of linkage between the two. So that's where this gets really complicated. Uh, uh, contribution of non-financial assets is the terminology that we're going to want to use. If you have not been uh, disclosing in your footnotes uh, information about those in-kind or those contributed services, you're now going to need to. Uh, you're going to need to determine uh, what program it was used in, uh, evaluation method for it, and don't forget that sometimes the program is fundraising, right? Sometimes the program is fundraising so that you can just disclose that information in your footnotes. This is, this again, I think this is relatively straightforward, much more straightforward than what I originally thought it was. So that's good news. But if you have not been doing any of this from a in-kind reporting standpoint, or if you're a brand new organization, I highly recommend that you, you start to try and piece this together as far as the information that you're collecting from uh, your volunteers and even when folks make donations to you. I have one client that receives a very large donation of food from a, a grocery organization, a grocery store, but the grocery store does not give them any information regarding uh, how much food they're giving or the value. So now my not-for-profit organization has a little bit of a burden of figuring out, okay, how are we gonna value this? Because 
we have to recognize it now. Rules say that we have to recognize it so that we can be comparable. So that becomes where it's difficult. Um, Hopefully that makes some sense. Hopefully that provides a little bit of direction and insight into this new rule. Um, I call it new because it is going to be effective for financial statements issued as of June 30, 2022. Um, it is, you can find it ASU 2020-07. The Google, Google machine will uh, find it for you. Presentation and disclosures for not-for-profit entities for contributive financial services. This podcast was a little bit longer than what I like. I apologize about that. Uh, different type of bean counter, Donald Wells, Wells CPA. Uh, Please let me know what you would like to hear me address for you. Thanks.